0: Hello. It's uh, Sri here, and, and I'm uh, joined by my good friend, Dr. Dan Kessler. Dan, say hello.
1: Good evening, Sri.
0: Good. Uh, very good. And I know we're uh, about to wrap up the uh, Travelers. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, Sunday with Keegan Bradley um, and uh, Chaz Ravi, I think, who won the Travelers. But I think uh, what we want to do is that we want to pivot to the third major uh, in tennis, which is Wimbledon. Uh, we're about 10 days away, but due to your schedules, uh, we wanted to record this early. And um, let me just set up the stage and then uh, I'll quickly have uh, Dan chime in as well. So uh, Wimbledon is gonna start on July 3rd, um, in about 10 days, uh, Djokovic has cemented his place as the world number one. He will be the number one seed. Uh, followed by Alcaraz, number two, and I believe Medvedev is three and Ruud is four. And Djokovic, uh, fresh from the uh, French Open uh, win, um, we will also have an opportunity to uh, equal Roger Federer's record of eight Wimbledons. So I'm going to pause here and uh, have Dan chime in. And uh, Dan, who do you think are the favorites to... Uh, contend for this year's Wimbledon and then I'll come back with mine and then we'll also do some kind of a sleeper pick as well.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I'll give you my two favorites and then we can come back and do the sleeper later. Um, yeah, so it's hard obviously, it'd be hard not to go with uh, Joker as the um, favorite and my, and my pick to win a, win the Wimbledon, win his seventh, like you said. Hard to believe. I can't believe he's going to uh, match Federer, potentially, if he wins uh, this Wimbledon as, uh, you know, as, as uh, you know, the, having the most titles. Um, but, yes, you know, coming off, he's won the first two majors of the year, um, obviously the, the Australian Open and then followed by uh, an impressive points at the French. So he's uh, half the way to the uh, um, calendar year Grand Slam. Um, and uh, this would be the third leg. And um, yeah, he shows, you know, he, I, I don't believe he's playing one of the tune-ups this week. And he he knows his body. He knows uh, you know after all these uh, um, you know years of experience what he what he needs to do to, in order to be ready. But um, yeah, I, I just don't see anyone stopping him. So definitely him. Uh, you know, maybe he'll drop one or two sets. I could I would say in the tournament. Um, and then my second pick, I'm gonna go with uh, Sinner, the Italian. Um, last year, I believe uh, Sinner knocked off Alcaraz either in the third or fourth round. I read today somewhere. Um, um, I'm not sure, I think he maybe he got to the quarters last year before getting knocked off. But yes, he did. Yeah, but he's been playing well this year. He's been he's solid, and I think his game is a little more suited to the grass. He can, You know, he's not afraid to come to the net, good volleyer. Um, so, yeah, that would be my two picks. Joker, which is kind of you know everyone's pick, I'm sure, and then followed by uh, Sinner.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's a very good uh, pick about Sinner. I, I completely uh forgot about Sinner because I think he was not that effective in the French Open. Obviously, the uh, court surface has a lot to do with it. Uh, one thing I can say is that, and I agree with you on Djokovic, uh, he's like a man on a mission. Um, not only he just captured his 23rd, uh, he definitely want to go for number eight. I mean, he's, he's big on the numbers part of things. And number eight to tie Roger Federer. And the other thing is that he came one Grand Slam short um, a couple of years ago uh, because he lost the U.S. Open to Medvedev, I believe. So he's a man on the mission, and uh, that's something on his mind. That's something that has not been done since Rod Laver did it in 1969. So, And we will get to the U.S. Open later. We'll do that later. But for now, I agree with you that he's the uh, favorite. The other person I was thinking was, I was actually watching the Queen's tournament, which is like a uh, tune-up to the Wimbledon. And um, Alcaraz was very solid against Sebi Korda of USA. And uh, I watched a little bit of Dimunor, uh match against Rune as well. And I think they do face the final tomorrow. And he's definitely played well. Um, he had a little scare in the early part of the rounds. But I think Alcaraz was saying that, you know, he's... His game is starting to kind of, uh, you know, be more suitable for grass. But I still give the edge to uh, Djokovic. So for me, it's Djokovic and Alcaraz. For you, it's Djokovic and Sinner. Now let's get down to the sleeper pick. And I'll go first, and then you can, you can go uh, next. I'm going to go with um, Rood. Rude. Uh, even though this is not a surface that typically suits him, he has played well, uh, got to this French Open final, as you know. And um, I I believe that uh, he's got the game, he's got the strokes, he's got the serve. uh, So he would be my uh, sleeper pick. And how about you, Dan?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the American, uh, Taylor Fritz. Uh, I think he's currently ranked. We just looked up the rankings. I think he's number eight on the ATP Tour, um, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, yeah, I think his game is well-suited to both the – uh, you know the hard court at the U.S. Open, as well as the the grass surface here at Wimbledon. Um, and uh, you know I, he's got great a great great serve, wicked forehand, you know adequate backhand and net game too. He's got good volleys. Um, so it's basically the game you need um, to have to win to win Wimbledon. So I think you know last year he got to the quarters. I remember now it's coming back to me watching that match against Rafa. It was uh, I think a five setter uh, against Rafa. Right. I want to say Fritz was ahead. Um, Rafa came back, and uh, you know Rafa won that match despite being injured. And then, as we know, Rafa then had to default his next round, I believe, to uh, um, uh, to uh, uh, Kyrgios, right? Right. And Kyrios had a walkover into the final against uh, against Djokovic last year. There was a lot of controversy. I remember surrounding that that saying that maybe uh, right. all maybe should have you know given up or you know let uh, Fritz win that match, or maybe they were saying even though. Fritz won or Fritz lost. Maybe he should have been allowed to, you know, play play Kyrgios in that next round, as opposed right. to you know having no comp- no competition for Kyrgios in that match. So uh, I, d- I remember that now it was a uh, yeah very controversial that uh that the, that semifinal last year. Um, so yeah, Fritz, like I said, got to the quarter last year, played a great great, great match against Rafa, um, and I think he's poised to make a run again, at least to the uh, at least the quarters, if not the semis and further.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it'll be good to it'll be good to see an American you know back in. Uh, the semis as well. Um, so yeah, so there there we are, right? I mean, we have uh, Djokovic going for the unprecedented number twenty-four, number eight, uh, and then um, Alcaraz trying to get his second major after uh, I would I would call it a disappointment at the French Open. Uh, you know when he um, you know developed cramps against Djokovic. That just shows you how Djokovic is so incredibly fit, uh, and and. Uh, uh, no, despite he was 16 years older than Alcaraz, he still managed to win that. So that's where we are. And then maybe we can quickly, um, you know, dive into the women's if you have uh, time. And I think we're we we we're going to go with the usual suspects, I think. And I'm going to go with Iga. I think she's just playing incredible. And um, my second pick would be, um, I would say, Sabalenka. Uh, and then I'm, I am might pick Jesse Pegula as a sleeper pick there. Hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would, I think I'm, my Australian, I'm sorry with my French pick, uh, Rebekina. Um, the only reason I'm saying that I saw something on Twitter or, or some social media this week, a quote by Roddick saying that Rebekina is the best player on grass. You'd be crazy not to pick her. So, um, I don't, like I said, I don't, I haven't watched a whole lot of Rebekina. I know she got hot and won Australian, um, I believe, and she's been playing, um, pretty, uh, you know, pretty good tennis overall, though she did get upset early at, at the mm-hmm. French, but I'm going to go with uh, Rebecca and then I'll, I'll go with Iga too, uh, you know, the two of them, because it's like you said, she, Iga is hard to pick against her, even though grass might not be her surface, but she's, she looks like she's just really, really playing top tennis right now.
0: Yeah, I think she's kind of turned the corner, I think, ever since she started to win, uh, you know, right now she's multiple winner, so I, I definitely think that she's poised to be that next great one uh, in women's tennis. Um, I'm just
1: curious, one thing, Sri, also. I know we uh, uh, um, this isn't really talking about the Wimbledon this year, but I'm just t- more historical. I'm just curious what your memories are of Wimbledon, your first memories. I don't know if that was more in India, going up there, watching
0: yes. some, a specific yeah. match
1: player. I'm curious what you're uh, just, just talking in the broad sense about the Wimbledon here. I'm sure. curious.
0: Absolutely. That's a good question. Uh, my first memory was Borg. I, I was always a big fan of Bjorn Borg from Sweden, um, who retired very early, uh, if I'm not mistaken, at 26 years old, yeah. won 11, 11 majors, um, won the French Open, won the uh, Wimbledon also five times, and you know, he beat McIndrew, and that was my uh, first memory uh, I, I believe it was 1980 Wimbledon uh, it was a classic and I think they even made it into a HBO um, yeah. uh, like a, a you know documentary so for me Borg was always my favorite um, and um, anytime or McEnroe and at that time we had Connors as as well and you had the greats as uh with Ger- uh, and uh, others as well but for me um borg was always my um idol growing up and that was my first memory watching him uh play and again you know since i grew up in india till about 1993 uh, uh becker was again uh another favorite of mine when he beat uh, kevin Carter. i still remember yep. that as a 17 year old boom boom becker was the was the thing and then i i famously remember the the great rivalries that becker had with uh, stefan edberg and uh, andre agassi as well so i know uh, you know since you asked me and i will go back to who your childhood idols were and uh, especially when it comes to uh, wimbledon because it's still a uh, one yeah. of the, the places to be
1: yeah I was, i'm a few years younger about eight years younger than you so i never had the opportunity to relate to one play uh on TV or anything just only in only in the documentaries and the historic footage so I can't comment on that but uh, my first memory uh, I think is probably that Becker current match that you referenced uh, uh, that was probably around 80 I don't know I think it like 85 86 85 more. 85 so that's my first 85. real Memory. I'm sure I watched a little bit of McEnroe and stuff like that prior to that. But my first real memory of like getting into tennis when I started growing up and playing it and then watching was definitely Becker. This teenager, is you know, seventeen year old, you know, West German teenager, uh, just you know, with that boom booming serve and uh, pretty hot temper, Um, and uh, yeah, just that amazing run he made. Uh, No one had ever heard of him really prior to that that Wimbledon where he won. Um, And then of course, like you referenced, the I loved Edberg, Stefan Edberg, just a classic player classic serve and volleyer um you know just uh uncanny ability to get to net um great hands so i like the becker edgar becker edberg rivalry that lasted for a few years there and then sampras of course when once sampras took over he became the federer before before the federer's run you know sampras owned wimbledon he was uh and i forget how many he won uh, if 14 federer-
0: Oh, no! I mean, Sampras won seven, I believe. Sampras won seven Wimbledon's, yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. So he was just he, he owned Wimbledon for many years, and he was just uh, you know just his serve was just booming. No one could break him ever on grass. So uh, um, those are my uh, definite uh, memories. Uh, so, yeah, Sampras, Becker, Edberg. Those are my three that I really uh, enjoyed watching. And also remember Pat Cash. I remember making uh, Pat yes. Cash. For some reason that sticks out with the the headband. He had a nice run one year where he uh, he uh, he won. Pete forget- Lindell. The he man, beat love- Lendl
0: in the final. Yes, yeah, he beat man. Lendl in the final. And I, that. Uh, I, I think uh, that was after the famous comment by Lendl saying, only cows eat grass. So I think Pat Cash, uh, I think denied Wimbledon uh, title for uh, Ivan Lendl. But I think it's a good point on the uh, Sampras. It was almost like passing the torch for Federer. I think Federer beat him in the fourth round uh, You know when Sampras uh, lost to him. And it was... Um, you no, know, Federer's run after that. I never thought anybody could surpass Federer. I'm right. sorry, surpass Sampras with 14. But I mean, we we just probably have watched the incredible, um, I would say, two decades of tennis with Federer winning 20 um rafa 22 and Djokovic, 23 and not done yet yeah, and okay. and i think for the three 2 have dominated it that i'd be lucky because even in the old days whether it's like borg McEnroe, connor's or even with sampras agassi becker uh edberg uh, i don't think we've ever saw domination like what we've just seen in the last two decades yeah,
1: so think- um 67 Grand Slams, I'm counting right now. I think 20, yeah, 67 between the three of them. That's that's three months.
0: unreal, unreal. Unreal, yeah. So, no, I think that's good to have. We had a little segue there. But uh, for those in the audience, you know, I'll try to do a recap. Uh, I know with all the travel schedules, we'll try to do a recap of Wimbledon um, maybe after the tournament is done. But uh, for now, enjoy the Wimbledon, and uh, we'll be back again. And thank you, Dan, uh, again, for your time and uh, have a good vacation.
1: Thank you. Safe travels to you as well.
0: All right. Thank you. Bye. Good night.
1: Good night.